0: Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not usbooks.org. dr taylor mitchell hi there thank you so much for joining me
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: hey you know our first conversation on here is actually my most listened to podcast
1: that's amazing pretty cool i yeah, so, like this one even-
0: i hope so and i appreciate you coming on here because you're a bit more of a researcher than i am i'm a, I'm a bit more in the in the rough and tumble trenches just kind of giving the very basic answer is I've learned to, to skim everything down in my day-to-day, but it's taken me away from the details, and the details are often what people are most interested in. Yeah, indeed. So I'm hoping that you can go ahead and kind of rant about whatever you want today. Truthfully, you gave me a whole bunch of different subjects that you'd like to talk about. And <laughs> I'm happy to kind of just give you free reign, jump in, maybe if I can, if I can help clarify something, or maybe if I'm confused about something. Did you have a topic that you wanted to start with?
1: Um, so what I've been working on and what I think makes sense is and what I'm calling, what I do is the circle of health. Um, and why that is, is because, you know, everything's, it's all connected and there's, there's many things that, that play a part in, in our health. And it's not that it's really complicated and there's so much that you have to do that's not necessarily the case, but there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot that we need to be aware of. Where does it start? Attention. My first topic is thoughts. And because, you know, every person out there is thinking and oftentimes all the time. And whenever people come to me and I ask them questions, I can tell it's very quickly that they don't have healthy thoughts. I would gain say that a majority of, of people do not have healthy thoughts and they're completely unaware of it.
0: So what's an example of an unhealthy thought?
1: Okay. So people have anxiety. It's very, very common. And that's because people's thoughts are like, Oh, I'm, I'm annoying. I'm not very funny. People don't like to be around me. Um, I'm not pretty. I'm not smart enough. Um, I'm not good enough. It's just people are constantly negatively self-talking themselves. And they don't love themselves truly. It's because they've never been, they've never considered that, you know, why don't, people love themselves and that's just you know a great question but it's very very common and that's why you know I'm starting there with people
0: I think it's a good place to start quite honestly I mean even before you take any sort of action on what to do about your health like what goes in your body or doesn't it starts with thought it really does yeah and um, even if I could just jump in and say that pretty much everything that's stopping people from taking action is going to be like you said some kind of worry what are people going to think of me can I afford this you know simple simple thoughts that actually prevent them from taking the appropriate action
1: absolutely people are thinking themselves out of their own health and their own you know healthy lifestyle they're like oh I, I don't think that I can do that you know they're they just you know the the You're welcome. You're welcome to share as much as you'd like. I'd like this to be a discussion.
0: Well, on the opposite end of that is the people who we've probably all met, We're, like think of the monks, you know, the people who are just super positive and don't let things bug them, don't care about what people think about them. And they're generally way healthier. They yeah. might even have osteoporosis from a mineral deficiency, but overall, they're in quite good health. And overall, they're probably still going to live longer than the person who supplements with everything, but is, is not Yeah, positive
1: thoughts basically yeah definitely and we're we know most people are aware of the mind body connection and so um if you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're like oh i don't like my body and you're sending a lot of hate to it your, your body's going to receive that and it's gonna it's gonna negatively um impact you so and also when you're thinking negative thoughts about others and just in general i mean important just to you know sit and 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 think about like you know just just sit for a second and sit in silence even for 20 seconds and a lot of people's mind will just be going and going worrying about the past or the future or the present and it's it's causing a problem
0: I I 100% agree I I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Emoto's work probably a lot of people are Yes. the the messages in water is a very famous famous little book and some people kind of call that pseudoscience, but I mean, I think it's pretty well established that your thoughts and your intention and the, the corresponding vibrations that come out of your mouth when you say a positive or a negative word affects the water and everything and affects everything, essentially, since this whole atmosphere, everything is, is based on water. Water is the, the template where everything takes place. And we're made of water, of course, you know, largely. So I think you're absolutely right. If you are thinking, if you're in a habit of thinking negatively or positively, this is going to ripple through everything that you do. And if you're thinking negatively all the time, I do think that this is making every cell in our body basically turned into crappy water. And that's <laughs> I crappy.
1: totally agree with that. Yeah, this comes, so
0: this can pollute everything. This can yeah. pollute everything.
1: It's and, all um, words too, you know, our thoughts become our words and our words become our actions. Our actions become our life, you know, and Um, It makes it makes a difference. Just it's all in my opinion, it all starts with thoughts. You know, if you if you don't think you can get healthy, then you probably can't. You know, if you don't don't think you can change your circumstances, then then you won't, you know.
0: Even further, if you're looking for a problem, you'll find it.
1: Exactly. This
0: is where you get hypochondria from people always, always just thinking something is wrong and basically building on that. You can create problems out of nowhere. Or something could just it cannot be a problem when we're focusing too, too closely on it and now it becomes a problem basically. Yeah, definitely. You said something important about breathing that I think um, you, I think you said just like you don't stop for 20 seconds. Literally that is something that most people don't ever do.
1: Yeah, they don't. People just like you know they're either watching TV, they're scrolling on their phone, they're always listening to music, they're always talking they're, they're always doing something. They're always keeping their, their mind busy, themselves busy and distracted themselves. And, um, it's really important just to take a, just take a breath to a deep breath, relax your mind. It's it's absolutely, in my opinion, absolutely mandatory for people to do that.
0: Was that like, did I coincidentally stumble onto the next step? She did.
1: That was actually (laughs) written down right here. That's the next topic.
0: because cool, we didn't practice that let me say that at some point maybe 15 years ago i got it into my head that someone described this exact thing that if you don't breathe consciously you're really only using half of your lungs yeah. so we just kind of mentioned that we are basically water and that your thoughts can impact the the very structure of nature basically including you and including everything around you and also if you are negative that is going to affect the people around you you know, it's amazing what the difference is when you just smile at someone and say hi, yeah. hey. and and they suddenly you can see the shift in their posture and everything, but, you know, give them a hostile, angry, screw face kind of look, watch them treat you differently, basically, so it can change your whole life just by consciously being positive, even forced positivity will have that effect, but now breathing, let me, let me mention that when someone told me that you only breathe through half your lungs when you're not paying attention. That really, really, really struck me hard. And every time that I've gotten overwhelmed in life, every time where I find myself angry at something, you know, or just anxious or, or whatever it is, I stop and I deep breathe. It's no matter where I am. And it's because I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm getting caught up in life. I'm only, <laughs> use, I'm only using half of my lungs, basically. So if we're, if we, air is one of the most essential nutrients, so let's just go ahead and call it the most important of the essential nutrients. If you're only using half of your lungs, you're you're having crummy, old, stale waste air filling up the other half of your lung, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not breathing all the way in and, and pushing the air all the way out, we're wasting half of our potential to have a breath. Oh,
1: and then let's throw in everybody has to wear a mask. So I mean, <laughs> if it's essential to breathe... And, you know, the air quality wasn't even always perfect to begin with, especially now there's so many industrial and agricultural pollutants that are in the air, especially if you're in the city, um, you know, there's, 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 there's things in the air. I'm not trying to make anybody paranoid. That's not my intention. It's just awareness, you know, being aware that our, our air quality is already, you know, um, not perfect. And then you throw a mask on us. And so, which really what um, is happening is we're, we're, you know, breath, that's how you re- lose toxins actually. So if you do six to seven minutes of breath work a day, like six seconds of inhaling and then seven seconds of exhaling, you actually can lose um, up to three pounds of toxins a week. So we actually lose toxins when we breathe. And when we're not breathing um, clean air and we're actually breathing in our recycled dirty air, we're breathing back in our toxins, we're bringing back in those, cell, those toxic fat cells as, as well that we're, our body's eliminating. So it's like, and people are getting, people are, people are actually having reactions to that subtly, but it's happening. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're supposed to breathe. That was the first thing we do when we come out of the boom is let's breathe, you know? And now we're like, we're kind of limiting that as well. So.
0: True. And I wasn't even thinking about masks, quite honestly, Taylor, I don't wear a mask, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think much about it. I know you're in Colorado yeah. and I know it's, it's more strict there. For sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. It but, is.
0: Uh, I mean, the only time I wear a mask, and this is like before, was if I spray paint, because I don't want to <laughs> breathe particulate matter, but I always hated it. I always hated it. And again, people don't realize what you said, that when you exhale, you're expelling waste. Yes. I don't want to rebreathe that waste. It was always whenever I had to wear a mask for painting, I would just be dying to get it off and just get a good fresh breath of air, because you never breathe a fresh breath of air when you have something obstructing the expelling
1: yeah definitely
0: so this is worrisome and, and i'm not pro mask obviously i'm actually very very anti-mask and uh, I, I don't <laughs> you're
1: think not alone
0: <laughs> now from a from a microscope perspective i'm not going to be able to say with a hundred million percent confidence uh, whether a mask is going to stop a virus or not but it doesn't appear to and let me say from the spray painting perspective Again, the only reason I'm going to wear a mask is for spray painting, usually, unless I'm being forced to. I had to wear one on a plane to get out of the country. It's literally my only option, but I was, I was not happy about it. point is, when I'm spray painting, I'm trying to avoid big particles, heavy particulate matter. And even with an industrial mask on, which I wear a heavy-duty mask, I can still smell the paint through it. So I'm, I'm certain that it's not stopping everything. This is an industrial mask trying to stop big particles, and it doesn't. There is no mask that stops 100% of particles that I'm aware of. And yet we're trying to avoid something that is very, very small. A virus is extremely small. It's smaller than a cell. It's so small it doesn't even have a cell, if I'm correct on that. And uh, maybe you'd like to shed some light on that. Maybe you have some more technical specs on that because this is apparently controversial. People actually think that a mask is stopping a virus, whereas I had no idea why they would ever mandate masks because I don't think that's how you prevent viruses. So,
1: if you read a study by the New England Journal of Medicine, they even say that um, that masks do not prevent the virus. However, it would it would um you know it would just be one of those things to make people feel more safe. People are really scared. I mean, we are experiencing a global pandemic. I'm not saying it's it's not real. It's out there. People are dying. It it is you know it's something to consider. However, um, there's ways to go about it that are a little bit more practical. You know, then just, you know, even children have to have to wear a mask all day in school. I mean, it's just it's people have to wear masks eight to 10, even 12 or longer hours a day when they're at work. And I mean, I, I, I don't I don't think we should be wearing a mask when well, I exercise pretty often and high intensity workouts. And how are we supposed to wear a mask <laughs> when we're exercising, you know? I don't, um, I, I, I wear a mask as little as possible. I do get a lot of people that get really frustrated at me and send me a lot of hate and a lot of cruel words. Um, and that's just, you know, it's just what I have to deal with. And I've accepted that's going to happen. People think that I'm irresponsible. They think I don't care. They think I don't understand science and that I'm just really selfish and um, that, you know, I'm just like really irresponsible about it. So people are just assume that that's the case, that they have no idea that I'm a naturopathic doctor and that I've been studying viruses for many, many years, long before the coronavirus even hit. And the second that I heard about the coronavirus, I wasn't scared. Actually, I have, I have my own beliefs of what the first thing that came to my mind was. And it seems like I'm pretty ac- it was pretty accurate. I was like, well, seems like, you know, this is, in my opinion, was man-made, it would just make sense to me. There's so many different strains, and like there's there's a new strain apparently that just showed up in India that's extremely deadly. This one didn't come from Wuhan, China. So there's many different strains. I don't think this bat gave, a, you know, I don't know how many strains there are, but there's many. I don't know if this one single bat was carrying, you know, x amount of coronaviruses. It doesn't make sense to me. So yeah.
0: I was taught, and I was under the impression. That The single most useful health thing that we ever picked up in reference to viruses was washing hands. I was taught, and I'm still under the impression, that washing hands is responsible for eradicating most infectious diseases, whether we're talking about in the setting of a hospital, during surgery, or out in the open population. So I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that the, the only absolutely valuable thing that we should be doing to protect ourselves against infection is washing our hands.
1: I would agree. Yes. Um, however, I do want to touch on the over sanitization that we're experiencing. Absolutely. Um, so I was just
0: going to bring that up too. That like, washing yeah, your hands is not the so same as hand Something
1: I want to talk about, right? I know we have lots of topics to cover. That's great. But um, so um, especially like the ones that are just like mostly alcohol, they even say on the bottle, this will kill the coronavirus. Well, it's not the um, the coronavirus is not the only thing that's dying did you know that our immune system and our body are is just it's um, a colony of, of, or a kingdom of enzymes and bacteria both good and bad mostly good if you're you know if, if your immune system is strong then you have mostly good bacteria when you sanitize not only does it saturate your liver um it can we can weaken your organs it can destroy your your um your gut bacteria and, and your enzymes your healthy enzymes that's your immune system that's what's fighting off illnesses that's what's fighting off cold that's what's protecting you from toxins that's like it's, it's, it's it is mandatory for us to have a healthy strong immune system. that's what I'm all about um, I did get I actually did get the coronavirus about a month and a half ago did you I did I had experience I had a, a negative symptoms for a day and a half <laughs> <laughs> and I felt fine actually I it hit me Thursday. So Thursday I was, you know, I I went to work, I I started working and I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little weird. I might want to go home. And so I went home and I just kind of relaxed for most of the day. It wasn't too bad. The next day I felt a little, a little low energy still, you know, a little achy, but then I decided to go exercise. I was like, I'm actually not just going to sit around and feel like crap all day. I'm going to, I'm going to go out in the sun barefoot and I'm going to go run and I'm going to go, you know, play ultimate Frisbee with my friends, which I probably shouldn't have done that, but. You know, I didn't know I had the coronavirus at the time because my symptoms were so mild. So I, I, I still exercise. Nobody got infected. Thank, thank God uh, the, at first beat, which is good. But I exercise. I took a bunch of herbs and supplements. I ate really healthy. I fasted. Um, I was in the sun and I was barefoot, deep breathing and meditating, and my symptoms went away very quickly. So just, just throwing that out there that. You can, you can have a truly really strong immune system, which is going to protect you, which is going to fight anything that would come into our body, especially something like a coronavirus. There's, there's steps we can take to take care of ourselves um, in case in case we're, you know, we can come across something deadly like a coronavirus, so.
0: Taylor, a whole bunch of people have told me that same thing over the past year and, and whatever. Um, in fact, the only people that have, we get a ton of people messaging us if anybody's listening and doesn't know, like, dozens and dozens and dozens of people this is what we do we run inboxes we answer questions and we help people they give us information voluntarily lots of the time the only people who have told us that something negative happened like hey my relative died my question is always did they go to a hospital they yeah 100 percent <laughs> of the time the answer is yes
1: yeah and they were put on a respirator
0: or a ventilator and, and fentanyl and you know ventilator, I, t- yeah. I had a talk on here with ben fuchs and he he told me what I didn't even know because we don't use ventilators. We're not in the hospital business. We're not in the emergency medical care business. We're in nutrition, you know, preventative strategies, basically, and long-term healing. And so I, we have no experience with the ventilator, and we're not even licensed to do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they put you on fentanyl in other drugs. All I hear is fentanyl, and I've friends oh, come to man, that's who are dead that's from fentanyl. Right? It's a wow. deadly drug on its own.
1: Yeah, it's so strong. I mean, nobody should be taking that. It's just ugh
0: absolute emergency, maybe, but like, I don't, again, I, we're not in emergency care, so I'm not sure, but yeah. I do know that that drug kills people on its own. It kills healthy people on its own, so that's, that's bad. Um, didn't know that you had to shove a tube all the way down their throat. That's bad. You know, I didn't know that you have to put them in a basically a near comatose state in order for their body to accept the tube, which accept is a bit of a light word there. I don't think the body does want to accept it. I think it has mm-hmm. to be pretty much knocked out in order to accept it, so... This sounds like murder to me. And my point was that the only people who have ever over this period of time, and there's plenty of opportunity for people to message us and say, hey, you're wrong. This perfectly healthy person that I know didn't go to a hospital and they died. This never happened. The only people who have messaged us with a negative I've never outcome. heard that
1: story. If that's, if that's true, I've never heard that.
0: I've never really heard a healthy
1: person that's that exercises that eats really healthy, that practices, you know, mindfulness and meditation and like lives like a high vibrational life. I have never heard of any of those kinds of kinds of people dying of this virus. You my- hear are people that already that eat terribly, don't take care of themselves, you know, are pro- pretty much overweight. Uh, you know, and I'm really sorry if you're listening and that you've had somebody that you know, die and, and we're not trying to attack people, but we're just bringing things to awareness that, that there's a, there's a demographic of people that are dying and people that are not.
0: The demographic that are dying seem to go to the hospital. And there's many people just like you who messaged me and said, pretty much the same story. Yes, I tested positive. You know what? I felt a bit crummy. I did whatever. I had, I had a sauna. You know? I lost, I yeah, I, I stayed I, home.
1: I lost my taste for five days. Um, which, uh, you know, I learned that um, rose, eucalyptus, clove, and uh, lemon i i had the essential oils and the tea i made the tea and my, my taste came back immediately literally the next day i had my taste back from from doing that so um if you still you know i know i know people it's been six months later and they still don't have their taste or smell um those are just some things you can do that will get it back
0: yeah, i've been telling people zinc, um, Me too, the zinc yeah, yeah the thing is this is where your expertise comes in. Since we are basically in, in general nutrition, that's usually all I get to talk about. Zinc is an essential nutrient. But there are so many herbs and, like you said, essential oils and everything that can actually make miracles happen much quicker. Now we're talking about medicine,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're
0: usually so busy doing nutrition that we don't even get to talk about medicine at all. Definitely. But there is so many different medicines available. Everything that you just mentioned is a medicine.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: it doesn't just smell good could you go into that a little bit
1: wait go into what again
0: just essential oils how they work what is it
1: so you know um there are these oils that they've been they've been you can even find them in the bible literally they go back thousands and thousands of years they're diluted plants essentially um you can they can work you can put them topically or you can orally or you can just smell them they work Really, they're they're amazing. And there's so many different kinds. However, it is extremely important to not ever consume low quality essential oils. It's, it's it will disrupt your endocrine system. And also, people are not aware. I'm glad that you asked this question because essential oils are, are very rarely talked about. Uh, people are mixing a ton of sec- essential oils together every day, un, um, unaware that it can cause it can 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 um, lead to a negative impact so they're
0: extremely strong
1: yeah they're highly fluid you know that if a cat were to smell or lick an essential oil they can have a seizure <laughs> like they're they are a medicine yes but you got to be very careful you can't overdo it um they're uh they're just obtained by distillation and having the characteristic fragrance of the plant or other source from what it is extracted so Just it's just you know a plant that's been distilled and it's you can just readily use it, which is you know can last a long time. They smell good. I I I love essential oils. Um, However, I know it's really important to uh, be careful about the quality. I wouldn't recommend just going to a natural health store and just buying one off the shelf. Personally, Um, I think that you should you know research first the quality and the source and like because you know there's I don't want to call it any companies but a really uh, famous company for essential oils um, is 60% pure. So there's just rust as filler. So um, I, uh, I just recommend people do their research because the quality is everything. Just like supplements, just like herbs, just like food. You know, there's 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 bad quality and good quality. Bad quality is going to have a negative impact and actually cause you more harm than good. So don't waste your money on things that are, are low quality, in my opinion.
0: Well, and also... You don't even probably want to use it just pure ever. I mean, they, they come in these little bottles, but they're meant to be diluted in the carrier oil even further. And you, to my knowledge, you don't consume any of them, basically. You don't, you don't ever, like, put any of them in your mouth. Well, you besides
1: know. peppermint oil, I do. Besides you, like, peppermint oil, that, um, very small. Yeah, yeah, very small, very small. Milk. I literally just do one drop. Like, if you are, or suffer from bloating or indigestion, um, peppermint oil and, like, hot water in a tea is really good for that. That's like the only one that I, I consume.
0: You mentioned the Bible. So the, I'm not a Bible expert by any means. But <laughs> from my knowledge, the three wise men or the three kings or whatever brought Jesus three gifts. Two of them were essential oils. Yeah. Frankincense and
1: gold, frankincense, and myrrh, I think.
0: So it, that's yeah. got to say something about the, um, the importance or the quality or the value of these substances. Literally gold. And then two essential oils is what the three kings chose to give Jesus.
1: I think they used to be used, like essential oils and plants used to be used for trade. They used to be have a lot more value. People valued them a lot more than they do now. I believe it. Yeah.
0: So we've talked a little bit about plant medicine. Let's also just say that um, a lot of these medicines and almost everything else that you mentioned, you mentioned barefoot, sun, exercise, positive thoughts. This all contribute. This goes right back to the beginning of the circle. We call this the parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically the the relaxing nervous system or the healing nervous system. Mm -hmm. So anything that can push you more towards relaxing and feeling good. This sounds so simple. Anything that makes you feel good is promoting healing. Even if you just go outside and take deep breaths in the sun and you suddenly relax a little bit. You are thus activating your parasympathetic healing nervous system. And yeah. this is be- before nutrition. Nutrition needs to be put in your body, absorbed, brought to the cells. Duh, 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 duh. This happens in 10 seconds. This happens in five seconds, right? Like you mentioned, the seven seconds of deep breathing does something.
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think that whenever they, you know, th- their relaxing time is listening to music. Which I'm not saying don't listen to music. Music is wonderful. However, um, music can also cause some types of stress on the body. Because, you know, people's minds are always going. It, excited. Going. it, it can excite their, their, uh, their neurology. Like, you know, um, I, I, wanna, I, I really want to get into routine. Because it's like mandatory to look at your r- morning and night routines. People wake up and they immediately go to their cell phones. That's their first thing. They, they check the time. They have some text messages they get to. And they have no idea that at that time their bodies are the most sensitive, and so it's important to have a routine. A lot of people just you know go straight to music, and they're always constant listening to music. Which is not saying it's a bad thing to listen to music. I love music, but there does need to be some time where you're where you're relaxing your mind. Which is why I love meditation. It's my opinion, men, uh, meditation. If you want a healthy mind and body, and live an abundant, high vibrational life, you might, you have to meditate it's a, it's taking a bath for your mind. It's just, you know, we're, we're accumulating a lot of stress, just a lot of negative vibrations. Just, you know, there's a lot going on, especially with this pandemic. Um, people, you know, they will do anything but meditate. (laughs) And you know, the best thing to, to think about with meditation, you don't have to do anything. You just sit there and relax and your body, you know, is relaxed. And that's just, you know, it's free. It's, it's the easiest thing, literally, in the world to do is sit there and relax. But for some people, it's so hard they can't they can't get out of their their mind. Their thoughts are just going and going and going, and so they don't really get time to process their experiences, their stress. You know that they, they don't, people don't really know what uh, how to properly manage their stress because they don't really give themselves time. They're either watching TV, they're working, they're they're talking to people. You know, and so it's just it's important, though, in my opinion, to just Take some time and relax. Visit.
0: Taylor, I think the word meditation can be very, very intimidating for some people.
1: I know. <laughs> I know it is. So there's there's better terms, stillness. Isn't
0: that weird, though, that we yeah. can get scared by doing nothing?
1: I know. Does doing nothing and relaxing scare you?
0: <laughs> it, it was weird for me, though.
1: It was, yeah, it, it was, weird. It was hard, so hard for me at first. So hard for me at first to, to get into the rhythm of it. Because my mind was toxic, let me tell you. I had a toxic mind that I just like, it, it just t- overtook my life. So as th- soon as I started like, you know, realizing how healthy it is and how much my life will improve if I meditate, then I was like, you know what? This is like probably one of the most important things I can do for myself. So I'm gonna do it.
0: I recently read an uh, amazing book. I fell totally in love with it. it's called The Art of Power. And I can't really pronounce the author's name, Tich Nat Hanh, H-A-N-H, but The Art of Power. I, I want to talk about it for a second because it kind of brought a lot of this into perspective. You know, the meditation thing, I think a lot of people are intimidated by doing nothing, and I think it would help to understand that meditation really, it's not really doing nothing. It is, you have to stop and everything, but you can't focus on nothing, right? And any meditation practice that I'm aware of, You don't actually just focus on nothing. People think, well, how am I going to get rid of my thoughts? Get rid of my thoughts. I can't just sit there and not think of anything. Well, that's why they tell you to focus on your breath. Or they tell you to visualize a light or go into your cave or whatever. Focusing on your breath is the easiest thing. But you want to get more serious about meditation. You're just focusing on more things. A more serious meditation practice, you'll start down at your toes. And you'll feel your toes. And you'll experience your toes. And then you'll work your way up to every little part of your body. And by the time you're done, it takes you 20, 30 minutes. And you didn't do nothing. You actually did quite a lot.
1: Definitely, yeah, yeah.
0: You I, focus quite hard on something insignificant, but it it relaxes everything. It calms everything down, and it brings everything into perspective as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's great. Um, I have been working with an eco-psychologist, and she's, she's given me like personalized guided meditations, which I highly recommend if anybody was seeking therapy or um, you know, psychotherapy or whatever you're you're looking for, you're not unsatisfied with what you're already doing. Eco, I would seek an eco psychologist. What is that? Basically, <laughs> glad you asked. So, um, basically, it's like you know, using nature and um, you're just it's connecting you back to yourself and back to nature, and um, you know, not because you know in psychotherapy, I'm not I'm not talking negatively about it, but oftentimes they'll have you go into your past and um kind of like you know process your past past is a horrible place it's a terrible place and (laughs) honestly it can re-traumatize people and have people be living in in their trauma which a lot of people are living in their trauma they're like they're extremely traumatized and they're they're playing out you know their abuse from their parents or their partners or just what they've experienced in their life and um So, you know, we're not going to go into that because, you know, what we can do we can recreate who we are. We can love ourselves just the way we are and we can clear out all these negative things that have happened. You can just let it go. Forgive yourself, forgive others. Feels really good. (laughs) And um, so I was doing that. I've I've just noticed that, like, you know, like when I meditate and I envision my higher divine self is what is what she calls it. And she even has me like imagine like a uh, rainbow is going into a waterfall and the rainbow waterfall is going into me. And it's just like, I feel that's just what I love. (laughs) She made it personalized for me because
0: I'm feeling more pleasant already.
1: (laughs) That's what whenever I did that meditation, it changed my life. I was like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. It's beautiful. Wow. Like I just felt like I was just like, Ooh, like I'm, I'm glowing. I feel like I can just go hug any person and they'll just be happy. Like I just felt like incredible after these and that's just one example we, we've done a ton but um that's you know i would recommend doing some stuff like that
0: let me remind anybody who's listening to that all of this is free <laughs> you know right and when you do conquer your mind this is why i love that book the art of power because it, it really brought the co- concept home that true power is conquering yourself yeah. true power is being okay with doing nothing
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: it's not worrying about the past or let's go into this the future because a lot of what you said and us not being able to calm down and we're always doing something and this and that one big problem is living in the past the Past is for psychopaths that's bad I think, <laughs> I think even almost worse is living in the future yeah a lot of us just can't get away from either the past or the future and just freaking focus on now focus on the in-breath and the out breath and we're talking for five minutes here too right this it sounds intimidating but like we're talking about what five minutes in the present can do. And I think a lot of people live their entire lives not in the present. They live their entire <laughs> lives thinking about the future or the past. And this is just absolutely destructive, going back to your start thoughts, right? If thoughts is the basis of our reality here and we can't even think in the present, I think we're, we're taking ourselves away from everything that matters in life and definitely, from, uh, definitely away from our body our body's ability to function properly, let alone optimally.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that being present, like just enjoying the moment, like look around you. Like, like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so thankful for, for the life that I have, for the relationships I have in my life, which I want to get into relationships pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, just like we said earlier with the Emoto water study, our thoughts can change the molecular structure of, 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 of tiny little pieces of water. <laughs> And, you know, I've even done this myself. If you talk negatively to an apple, it will rot an apple a lot faster. Like our words and our thoughts are, um, our energy. And so, you know, we live, that's everything. My opinion is it's all made of energy, um, energy and matter, you know? And, um, so we, we, right now we can change our, our current reality. If we wanted to, if you're unsatisfied with your current circumstances, then you can change them if you don't like where you live if you're unhappy with the state or the country that you don't that you live in i know it's different for people with kids and all their family i understand that but for me you know my, all my family lived in oklahoma and i decided i don't want to live in oklahoma so i just didn't tell anybody i just moved to colorado and i'm so happy i did that like i just you know not everybody do- can do that i understand that but i highly encourage it um, if you're unsatisfied with, with your with your present circumstances, then change them. If you, you know, if you're in toxic relationships with your friends or your family, then then you need new relationships.
0: Is and... that the next part of the circle here? We got
1: <laughs> relationships, yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so let, let me intro it. Let me intro it. Okay. So our thoughts is like the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. If we if we have crappy thoughts, we're going to have crappy molecules basically. And that's going to project out everything. This is fields. This is a field-based reality, a frequency-based reality. So your thoughts are the start of that frequency. Every time you speak, this produces a frequency. Every time you think, this produces a frequency. And this resonates through everything Mm -hmm. around you. This world is only semi-material. And it is malleable based on the frequencies. Like you mentioned, you can rot an apple by being mean to it. Instead of by being loving to it. Now, part of our frequencies has to do with, you know, what we actually do. And that... Goes into the meditation and possibly what we put into our body and everything, but that's quite mechanical. Now, I usually get quite bored talking about the mechanical. We talk about the ninety essential nutrients day in and day out. It gets super boring to me because really, that's not how you control reality. That's very, it's very simple how you feed your body. How you control reality is through your vibrations, your thoughts, and then now your relationships. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. So. The most important relationship to start with, in my opinion, and we've already talked about this a lot, but is your relationship with yourself? Are you nice to yourself? Are you know? Are you happy with yourself? Do you love yourself just the way you are? I have I ask my clients this. Um, say I repeat after me. I love myself just the way I am, and usually they're like, ah, no, I can't <laughs> say that, <laughs> and <laughs> like that's just so important because if you you know you don't love yourself and you're mean to yourself guess what's going to happen? You're going to attract others that don't love you or mean to you. you. You know, it's harder for people to set boundaries if they're, if they're, you know, don't have a healthy relationship with themselves. They usually are a lot more likely to not set healthy boundaries. And then that leads to toxic relationships. Um, so, you know, if, if you really truly loved yourself, then you would be nice to yourself and you would feed yourself nutrients and you would just take care of your body. And, you know, you would, you would attract people in your life that love you and, Vice versa. So um, I just think that for relationships, relationship with ourselves is important to look at that, and then relationships with others. You know, look around you and your friends, the people that you spend your time with. Um, whenever you're around them, do you feel like you're you're happier, healthier? You're like you're they're raising your vibrational frequency. Do you feel loved? And do you do you know? Do you feel like you're 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 getting something out of it? And not only that, are you contributing as well? So. Um, it's important that we just not like, oh, what am I getting out of this relationship? Well, you know, what 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 am I what am I contributing as well? Um, and you know, we do hear that our, you know, we're the we're, we are the five closest people to us, right? We hear that all the time. And you know, show me your friends, I'll show your future or your present. And why that is, is because we pick up on people's mannerisms, we pick up on their opinions, we pick up on their habits, their mindset, their lifestyle, their eating habits. <laughs> you know, like we, we pick up on things. And I've even noticed myself hanging out with somebody for a long time. I'll make similar hand gestures and faces <laughs> and say things that they say, you know, we, it's all energy. So we, you know, are energetically impacted by who we surround ourselves with. And if you really want to be around um, people that you love and, you know, make a list of everything you want, either a partner or a friend, you know, look at that list with intention and then become that and you will attract those people in your life. And I, I cannot say enough how important it is to have healthy relationships. You know, people are hanging out with people who are addicted to alcohol and marijuana and making unhealthy decisions and people that are just, you know, just like going through life thinking that all that matters is making money. You know, making money is important. I'm not saying it's not, but there's a lot more out there. We we have a, a personal responsibility on this planet to to help people and to make a difference and an impact. You know, and a lot of people have no idea what their purpose or their passion is. They go through, they they spend tons of money on a really expensive degree, and then they don't know what they want to do with their lives. You know, and I think people are you know wanting to know, and it's part of what I do is help people realize what their strengths are, what their passion is and how they can use that to help the planet. Um, and then there's relationships with food and relationships with alcohol and, and things. Um, I used to, I'll be honest here. I had an eating disorder for a very long time, (laughs) most of my life. Um, I would, I had, I would binge eat because I was prescribed medication for a long time. And when I was um, taking the medication, I would, um, you know, I wouldn't eat. It was ADHD medication. It was like Adderall Vyvanse. I wasn't hungry. But as soon as I, um, you know, wouldn't take it, I would binge. It's just like, I don't know what that's maybe not everybody has that experience, but that's how I, that's how it was for me. I'm very sensitive. And that, that lasted for a really long time.
0: I don't think a lot, a lot of people would realize that what they actually do is binge eat. even yeah. just I would call snacking binging.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah for sure. And People are also like relationships comes into like, how are you eating? Do you eat really fast? You just scarf food down, barely chewing, you know, it's like, take a deep breath, enjoy the food, you know, savor it, eat slowly. I still sometimes eat fast. It's just, it is what it is, especially if you're around people that eat really fast, you know? Um, and also to look at like, are you eating for nourishment? Or are you eating for emotional stimulation? Because a lot of people eat for emotional stimulation. You know, if you're not hungry, then you don't have to eat. <laughs> but.
0: Let's, let's pause here for a second, Let me, because this is a huge thing. Eating fast. I re, there's an excellent book. I read it a few years ago. It's called In Praise of Slow by Carl Honare, H-O-N-A-R-E, I believe is his name. Seems like a real nice guy. But this goes into the slow movement, slow food movement, too. Most people eat so fast that they're truly not even eating. They're not enjoying their food. They're not savoring their food. They're not even experiencing their food. You know, they're just eating. (laughs) Next. (laughs) That's actually what it sounds like. If you listen to it, you can hear yourself chew when you chew. Some people are recommending taking 20 separate individual slow chews. On each morsel of food. And this is allowing you to spread the food around to your whole palate. Experience the whole food. And when you eat slowly, you end up eating a lot less, right? It takes time for your body to realize that it's full and to tell you that it's full. And one way to reduce the overall food is literally just to eat slower. I can't tell you how annoying it is to sit down with somebody and watch them finish their plate in five minutes. I'm like, man, we're, what? why? How many things are there to do in life? I'm busy. Let me tell you. I know you're busy too. But like, I don't stay busy all day so that we can wolf down our dinner you know like what Mm -hmm. is the hurry on this we can hurry on many things there's many things that i don't enjoy doing that i would prefer to do faster Yeah. you know let me put customer orders in fast i don't need to take my time and savor the moment on putting in a customer order right but Mm -hmm. when it comes to the food that we're eating i mean you spend 40 minutes making it or you spend an hour working for the money to buy it and you wolf it down in five minutes and i'm saying what is the and often I'm disappointed if I'm eating with someone because I wanted to spend that time with them, you know, and they just, boom, they just finished it. Okay. What's next? What are we getting for dessert? You know, what have got, give me a beer. What's going on here? Slow down. And I honestly find myself so annoyed these days that I don't want to eat with people who eat fast.
1: It's weird. I know I have to be like mindful about people that eat really quickly. Cause um, you know, my family does, I'm not going to call anybody on particular, but Certain pe- certain people in my family that were um, that were like you know mentors like really um, impactful people in my life it just house food they inhaled it if you give them some queso that's gone in two seconds and so I I actually used to eat like that until so I had a friend of mine that ca- that called me out <laughs> she brought it to my attention she was like hey Tay you, you eat really fast like you're taking huge bites and I was like really am I that's interesting. Like I never thought about that. Thank you for letting me know. Um, and I, you know, I, I I was overweight at the time. I had you know digestive issues. No wonder. And yeah, like I, it's supposed to chew it up into small little mouths. It's so much easier for your digestion. You don't want to overwhelm your digestion and your body. If you're if you're um, undigested food, you know, I mean, uh, if food is too big, it's you know, it can be undigested. Your body might not eliminate it. Um, it's a lot of work for your body, you know we don't want to do that we don't want to overwhelm our system and so um definitely so I think it's important to just look at relationships and I 100% agree with what you're saying when you go out to eat with somebody and they just house it down and you're like well what's the rush like now we're just going home and do nothing like was what, the yeah, thing
0: yeah man we drove here we had to find a parking spot and we you be done in five minutes what's going on like it's good for the restaurant they want to get us out of there but like this is supposed to be one of the finer things in life, quote, right?
1: Exactly. Like, and
0: and you, you can enjoy these finer things every single day. And I think if, if we're not taking time to enjoy the good things in life, then we can easily just be bulldozing our way through life. Before we know it, we're 60 years old and we don't know what happened. You know, we, I, we could very easily live with no regrets just by being in the moment, being in the present. And
1: I love that. I love being that.
0: in the present moment. I want to remind the audience if they don't know us personally, both of us are quite accomplished for, for our ages. We're not that old. We're busy people who get things done. And I know a lot of busy people who get things done who must take this time to enjoy life or there is nothing left. Right? Sure. If There's so much work to do in a busy business. Right now, I have a pile of work to do. I was actually late getting on this call <laughs> and and I was thinking, I, actually, I'm not even going to lie to you. I forgot about this call for a second because I was I was doing some art with the kids and I was going to go do a, a business thing super quick because my list is actually, it's it's huge. The point being is that once you start getting busy and, and living a purposeful life, you can work all day if you don't stop yourself.
1: And yeah, it can kill you. Exactly. It can
0: straight up kill you. You can stay in the present, or sorry, you can stay in the past or stay in the future, which as business people, are mostly, we're mostly stuck in the future. It's the problem. And if we don't take time to chew our food, that can kill us. You know, that can just waste all of our time. We're putting supplements in our body for no reason, basically, because our thoughts aren't, our thoughts, it starts with thoughts. It's not setting a good environment. We're wolfing our food down. It's not being digested properly. It's producing toxins, right? So the supplements aren't useless, but it's like we could very easily maximize our nutrition simply by paying attention to it more and by living in the
1: moment more yeah there's there's how you're eating and what you're eating and i think it's safe to say that a lot of people don't know what to eat right (laughs) i mean whenever i have people in my office i'm like okay so what does your diet look like most of the time they say i don't know they like don't even know i'm like how do you not know (laughs) i mean i'm not making fun of anybody but it's like they can't even tell me what they eat i'm like okay so you're hungry what are you gonna do they go to chipotle or they just you know they go okay. up and eat somewhere <laughs> and um it's important in my opinion if you cook food or if you grow food too like you know you can make it however you want and you can put the spices on it with all the ingredients that you want so i am a huge advocate for cooking i cook every day and i you know if, if people don't know what to eat though it's a problem they go to the grocery store they're just like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to get. It's sad. I mean, why is that, Ryan? Why do you think people just like, have no idea what to eat?
0: Well, we've been so disconnected from it. I mean, I don't know about you, but I grew up on cereal, you know, pizza pockets. We have pizza night once a week. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not real food.
1: No, it's not. Right?
0: I didn't know what real food was. But now, when we got into this health thing, I was right there with it. You know, the, the word is whatever. Right? When you ask somebody, what do they eat? And they say, well, I just eat whatever. You know? That's how I ate, basically.
1: Whatever is in front of you.
0: When I was given a set of rules, you know, the no gluten, no oil, just those two things alone, even, we were blown away. We were like, what do we eat? You know, because <laughs> we realized that the, the food system out there is crap. So if you're eating what's called processed food, it's something that comes in a box or a package, it probably has gluten or oil in it or worse. I don't know if it gets much worse, but like, you can have a long list of stuff in there that we don't even know what it is. Can't even pronounce it. Mm -hmm. So when we started to try and avoid this stuff, we realized that kind of our only option is to eat at home.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's good. I mean, it it reduced the cost dramatically. It increased the time that we got to spend together dramatically because now we're not driving around looking for a parking spot, doing this and that, working for the 20 bucks to go and do the eating. You know, we can can spend five bucks on a nice home-cooked meal. And now it's to the point where once you understand the food system and, and like, I study menus. You and I have been out eating. You know how I am.
1: Totally. I feel like that too, for sure. Hey,
0: is this water filtered? What kind of salt are you using? No ice? Da-da-da. Like, I'm the worst. In
1: oil, you know? I mean, it's, 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 it's important to think about. Most restaurants use canola oil, which is mm-hmm. only illegal in America.
0: And that won't even be on the – like, if you ask them the ingredients of the steak, for example, they're not going to tell you that, oh, yeah, we doused the flat top in oil first.
1: Yeah, they're not going to tell you. It's not a
0: listed ingredient. I t- By the way, I don't recommend lying, but to get around this, I really try to be serious because a lot of um, waiters and stuff, they're trained on allergies, and I know that they're not knowledgeable enough to know that you can't be really allergic to oil, but I'll tell them I'm allergic to oil, so that they're like, oh, oh, oh let me go talk to the chef. They'll, co- <laughs> they'll come back and they'll tell me all kinds of things, like, oh yeah, actually, so we use oil on our pan first, but that's not, is that okay? And I'm like, no, that's not no. okay. <laughs> yes, <you're
1: right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> clean it off first. <laughs> Whatever, and Dr. Wallach's serious. By the way, you've went out eating with Dr. Wallach.
1: Oh yeah,
0: he'll tell the waiter, "Look, if if you're gonna bring back a salad with croutons on it, call your mom first and tell her you're not coming home."
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Threatening waiters, you know, and it's not serious, you know, and people are like, "Well, that's kind of mean," but when you eat out all the time and when you live on the road, you have to be serious like this. Don't let your waiter kill you, you know. Don't let your mom kill you, just because you're too lazy to stand up for yourself and say, "No, I don't want to eat pizza pot so whatever. You have to take responsibility for your food and you, we started this conversation with home cooking. This is what it comes down to. If you really want to be serious and you want to be in control and you want to eat good food on a budget as well, like you want to eat well cheaply, you have to do it at home.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I'm not a chef, you know, but I've figured out some basic things. We do have the, um, the food account, Notice Foods, N-O-T-U-S, foods. It's run by a chef chef norman has gone through and figured out how to basically cook everything that you could name without gluten and oil so we've proven you can do it i don't care what the food is that you name yeah. you, you can make it healthy it takes a bit more effort it takes a bit more mindfulness but all of this i hope cuts right into your circle of health because this starts with your thoughts you are being mindful about the entire process you mentioned growing food if you're growing it then you're you're way more involved even in it, you know, you got love injected into literally every step oh. of the food.
1: And by the way, I was reading that you know that like plants are alive and they're intelligent. So whenever you're growing your own food, your food will learn you and and like basically will just like you know, if like let's say like, like like your liver's having issues, if you're growing tomatoes, your to- the tomatoes are going to support your liver because they're going to read your body. It's so interesting. I, I mean, that's like, and it's a little woo-woo for a lot of people and I understand that, but like I'm, I'm pretty deep into this stuff and like how everything's connected and how everything affects, you know, like it's all, everything's interrelated in my, in my opinion from what I've learned. So
0: there's probably somebody listening to this on acid that's like, this totally makes sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So yeah, personally for me, what I eat is I think it's important to talk about diet and what people are eating. Mm-hmm. um I you know I go to the farmers market and I get lamb because it's local really healthy source lamb and I only eat organic foods I, I buy every like when I go grocery shopping I do you know onions uh, Japanese are purple sweet potatoes they're very delicious um you know peppers, zucchini beets um garlic and mushrooms and avocado and organic eggs and like I and goat cheese. I, that's like what I eat all the time. And that tastes to me so good. I also get these like really good gluten and corn-free, uh, tortillas. Like they're like ginger turmeric. They taste cool. amazing. I can make tacos out of them. I eat those a lot because, um, I know that like, the ingredients are, are really good. And so they're organic as well. And so I just like, you know, and that that's as bad as it gets for me usually. And I'm, I make, really delicious, healthy brownies from four ingredients, which everybody loves them. (laughs) Like I I just, you know, that's just what I eat. That's what I love. My body craves it. If I'm hungry, that's where my mind goes. I'm going to go home. I'm going to make, you know, an omelet. I'm going to go make some, some lamb or some salmon or some, you know, with all, with like a, all these vegetables. That's just like, that's where my mind goes because I eat it and I put spices on it and it tastes amazing. I cook everything in ghee. I'm a huge ghee fan. Ooh. And even if you're lactose intolerant, um, it, all the milk protein and casein and all that, it's gone. Even if the lact- lactate and every lactose and everything is out of it as well. And it's just all the benefits and it's, it tastes amazing. Um, so I highly recommend um, ghee to everyone. And, you know, a lot of people don't know how to cook, but I can make a delicious, healthy meal in five minutes. You just chop up vegetables, you put it on a pan um, and it cooks pretty quickly, actually. So not hard uh, cooking at home is not hard you just got to practice it and it's, it'll save you a ton of money most time people go out to eat and they spend the bare minimum eleven dollars it's the bare minimum and if, if your
0: only purpose was to save money that's how to do it exactly. i was poor for a long time you have to make your own food if, if you're going to feed yourself on a budget yeah and it doesn't have to be elaborate you don't need to be making the angel food cakes you know <laughs> like you can make one, two, three ingredient things and it can taste just fine, basically. Uh, real food has flavor. You know, real food, you don't need to add sugar and, and whatever, sauces, all this stuff. It's just, Ooh. it's such an American thing to put sauces on everything, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's bad. I mean, food shouldn't have ingredients. Food is, ing- it's supposed to be ingredients. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and the sauce thing, too, I think that a large part of it is just all this fake food seems to need sauce to have any life to it.
1: Well, you know, it's, it, we have nutrient def, uh, deficient soil, so it's not going to taste as good. That would, you know.
0: Let's go ahead and mention that. We are in the supplement business. The first, I also mentioned that I was poor for a long time. Actually, I've been thinking more about it recently. I have a book coming out about money and my journey through money.
1: Oh, I but love to read that. That's interesting.
0: Through our poorest years, we had supplements with us. And like we figured this out that, hey, if we have these supplements, we don't need to eat as much food. In fact, my mom doesn't like um, the tangy tangerine powder because mm. it takes away her hunger. Isn't that fun? Huh. <laughs> she, says, well, uh, she says, I want to eat dinner. you know." And if I take the tangy tangerine, then I just don't feel like eating. This is, this is the hack, basically. You get your 90 essential nutrients. It doesn't need to be that product. But you get your 90 essential nutrients, and all of a sudden, your food needs just... A lot of it goes right out the window. And once you take into account all that mindful stuff that we talked about, you mentioned some things that hopefully didn't go over heads. that when you're worried about everything else, you can come up with the idea to eat kind of out of nowhere. And I think some of that idea to eat is routine and some of it is to escape the anxiety of the present moment and whatever your worry is about the future. Worry is almost always connected with the future. I don't know if you can worry about the past, maybe you can, I don't know. But uh, don't it's, it's the anxiety that's giving you the excuse to search for some thing to put in your body out of it this could be a cigarette or it could be a drink or it could be food so this is not nourishment basically i'm saying that a lot of the reason people are eating it has nothing to do with nourishment it might be hunger but that hunger is for minerals probably it's probably for minerals you put the minerals in take that out and then the rest of it is you making excuses for not facing the present or because you're bored or because again routine and habit and all this stuff just eating chips mindlessly in front of the tv most of what we're eating, my point is, we don't need to eat. Yeah, you, you can make one good home-cooked meal, and it doesn't need to be elaborate four courses. You can eat once for most of us, and that's absolutely fine.
1: Totally, yeah. I mean, I think I'll say very quickly. If you go to the grocery store, you know, all this, the aisles and stuff, I don't even go down the aisles, <laughs> usually, unless it's, like, for, like, you know, um, spices or for, like, ghee or something like that. Like, I, I get produce and I get meat. That's, that's pretty much all I eat. And I think it's I would have a
0: very have- good rule to avoid the middle of the grocery store. You What? It's a very good rule to avoid the middle of the yeah,
1: grocery store. I, I don't go there. I just, I don't There's nothing for me there. I go down. I'm like, yeah, no, there's nothing I need. Here. <laughs> Unless I'm like making guacamole and I, my friends want healthy chips, you know, like there's exceptions for sure. But like 99% of the time, I'm not going to go down the aisles because there's, no, there's just, you know, I don't really need anything there. Cause I, I make, and if, if I need an ingredient or if I need something, I just make it. That's just, that's just me. That's just what, what I love to do. Not everybody does that, but I think it's, you know, people started thinking that way then, you know, you know, I don't, I don't crave pizza. I don't crave cookies. I just, I crave uh, foods that nourish my body and I love my supplements. Like my mind's like my mind goes to take your supplements. Like <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just me. I've that's just how I've been. I've been doing it for so long. So I get a lot of joy out of giving myself nourishment where a lot of people eat for the taste. You know, I don't, I I do because the food I I make is delicious, but I I do, I eat it for, for nourishment and for taste. So. Well,
0: and if you eat slowly, you get to enjoy that taste. Um, Let me, let me go back to meat for a second here. Both you and I have been vegetarian and vegan and probably a large portion of our audiences, both of our audiences and friends are also very much plant-based in the sense that they're trying to eat more plants because they think that that is what they need to do well in terms of satisfying yourself plants in my opinion is they're not going to help that much plants are, are there for certain nutrients yes fiber yes you know i love me some Perfect. dried figs and dates and sources of protein there's nutrient value in, in these things but If you're basing your meals around plants, you're going to have a very, very hard time being satisfied. And uh, that might not be right away, but quite honestly, I know that most plant-based people are eating way more than they need to. And they're really, really not allowing themselves to admit that they're hungry all the time. And if you just buy, you mentioned lamb. Lamb's a red meat. I love lamb. And I'm old blood type. I can almost survive Mm -hmm. off steak purely (laughs) you know just one not even a huge american-sized steak half of an american-sized steak and i'm pretty much good for the day give me a few figs give me some work to do the day's done and i'm not even thinking about it obviously the nutrients too you know take the especially the calcium family that that group of nutrients is one of the most important ones for knocking out the hunger i know that if i'm feeling overly hungry is i'm probably just need those nutrients so just put them back and then a steak and I'm done you know but when I was vegan vegetarian I could make these huge crock pots full of every vegetable that you can think of I was doing the thing eat the rainbow right you go into the grocery store you eat the rainbow I ate the rainbow every day and I was starving to death basically I was withering away becoming smaller and smaller and I'm a tall dude so I look like a walking skeleton (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people aren't allowing themselves to eat meat for either ethical or, or political reasons and the truth is that if you find yourself a good source of meat you mentioned the farmer's market it's probably going to be a big part of the answer to what you actually need
1: definitely that's something i want to touch on if that's okay yeah. um, so have you heard of ayurveda so,
0: Indian, basically, old. Indian. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's the oldest uh, practice medicine in history, um, and what they study is doshas. Are you familiar with doshas? I'm actually not. Aware. Okay, so there's vata, pitta, and kapha. So um, I am I am um, vata kapha, which means that my body uh, likes warming foods.
0: So oh, I've heard, Yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. So th-
1: I do not do well with cold foods. That means okay. like a salad, like raw vegetables cold, anything. I have smoothies, even like a lot of fruits too. Uh, I know that that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but I run really cold. And so my body does not like cold foods. And so I do a lot better with warm foods, like soups and curries and, you know, just cooked food. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that a lot of people eat raw vegetables and they have, you know, health problems and they think that you're eating salad and that you're, you're really healthy. I I disagree. I think that some people can't eat raw vegetables and they, you know, they have bloating or they have headaches or they just have, they get dizzy or low energy or their immune system lowers. I see that all the time. And people look at me like I'm crazy, (laughs) but I'm like, I would not eat raw vegetables. (laughs) And they're like, what? What is wrong with you? I'm like, trust me, I was raw vegan. And it honestly was terrible. (laughs) It was a terrible experience for me. Cold all the time. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I'm already cold, but, um, I gained a lot of weight. My digestion was bad. My energy wasn't very good. My skin wasn't very clear. Um, I just, you know, I, 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 my, my body did not respond well. I couldn't sleep. That was probably the biggest one I could not sleep. And I was like, I, all I eat is raw vegetables. Why can't I sleep? And then, um, a good friend of mine, actually, um, somebody I know was, um, she was an Ayurvedic, you know, person and, um, she told me about the doshas and she looked at my dosha. She, she read my pulse and was like, okay, you're vata kapha. You're in she. I looked that up and I was like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to eat raw vegetables or raw food, cold foods. And I was like, okay. So I just stopped doing that. And just my, my, my health basically immediately improved. And I just, I know what my body likes. So I'm an O blood type and I'm, I'm bought kapha. Meaning that my body loves meat. My body loves, you know, cooked foods, warming foods. So I know, I know what my body likes and I eat that and it works great.
0: It's Very cool. I got to learn more about that. I've, I've heard that before. I didn't remember the terms, but uh, I, I do believe there's some truth to that. You either run hot or you run cold. Mm-hmm. You're a cold person or you're a hot person. And uh, it's probably going to reflect in the, the thermostat too. I know I live with chef Norman back in Canada and he runs hot and I run cold and, and he was always saying, he just lost a whole bunch of weight, by the way, over the last uh, year. Since you saw him, he's probably lost 60 pounds. He's, wow. We're almost the same weight now.
1: Wow, and that's awesome.
0: He, he was always saying, yeah, I was just because uh, I'm, I'm bigger and all this stuff. And I was like, no, nope, you're probably going to be warm too, even when you get down to the same weight as me. We're the same height. You know. So once he gets down to the same weight, my bet was he will still be uncomfortable with the heat that I like because I run cold and he runs hot. And it's just—it seems to be there's nothing we can do to change that. Basically, he's in shorts, I'm in a sweater. We're in the same room, and
1: yeah.
0: he does much better on the cold foods, and I do much better on the hot foods.
1: Yeah.
0: Straight up, so he's that might be in a, a big death, thing.
1: Pizza then, or something like
0: that. We got to find this out. That's, that. that's the next level of optimization.
1: Yes. I think it's like I love that about you, Ryan. You're always looking on how to improve your health, and like you're always just like learning about all these like about how people can improve their health and what they can do. And I just I love how open minded you are. Like wow, like I got to learn this. Like you're always just learning. I love that you're always reading books and you're always just like constantly like finding, you know, and you're always looking for knowledge. You're a truth seeker. You're a knowledge seeker. That's great. Well, part of this is too.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Part of this is I, I want to be. I want it to be easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I was in pain for most of my life. You know, I was sick. And then we got better pretty easily with the 90 essential nutrients. But it, it was very obvious that that's not what optimization is. Optimization has much more to do with your thoughts, you know, your habits, your routine. You mentioned this. We didn't go that far into it. But it wasn't until I slowed down in life and really focused on my thoughts, my routine, Exactly what goes into my body and then figuring out these little things. Yeah. And these are questions. It's hard to ignore these questions. Why do I run cold? What is this? What does this mean? Right? Why am I not satisfied when I'm eating a huge pot full of vegetables? Yeah. I'm eating the rainbow. What is why am I not feeling a hundred percent, etc.? And right now I'm probably at ninety eight percent. Maybe ninety nine. I think I'm feeling really good right now, actually. That's but there's gonna be that one percent and what is it? I'm curious. And my my the hope is that once that's there, life is easy. I want to be like that monk who wrote The Art of Power. I, I want to be that satisfied with life, and I'm getting closer and closer and closer to it. And the funny thing is, through all the stuff that we mentioned, that a lot of this has been t- taking things away. You know, and it, I know the meditation and stuff intimidates people, but my life has gotten so much easier when I've gotten closer and closer to optimization. I'm not stressed. I don't care at all what anybody thinks about me. You know, um, I know that I run a little bit warm, so I'm not worried about it. I'll turn the thermostat up a little bit. I don't care. You know, I'll pay the extra five bucks a month or whatever, all this kind of stuff. Part of it is laziness, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want to put that much effort into this. I want to know what to do and what to put in my body so that life is easy. And the nutrients do make it easy like that. And I know exactly which products I want. I take it twice a day. No problem. Don't get sick. All of this stuff right i know that if i put more stress on my body like going out and traveling and going onto the planes and stuff like this i just know it's going to put all that extra pressure on it's going to take me away from optimization and if i don't feel as good i don't need to i don't need to trip out about it i can be pretty confident in what it is you know knowledge is power knowing knowing the sources of these stresses it can really help you just eliminate them and you were talking about relationships a lot of people have hard times with relationships there's a lot of people I know that I have not talked to in years, years, because they were no good for me.
1: Definitely. Starting straight up. To protect yourself.
0: And like we said, we're not a tree. We can move. Canada was really stressing me out. I don't like living in a prison. I'm left.
1: Yeah. We want to talk about what's going on in Canada?
0: Quickly, quickly. I think we should wrap it up. But we started this kind of on a little bit of a political tip with the masks and
1: yeah, I you know, talk more about that, like the the things going on with the virus and the vaccine, things like that. I'd like to get into that really quick as well.
0: Well, if your if your circle of health message here starts with thoughts, then my thought is that this pandemic has really polluted our circle from the very start of it. Mm-hmm. Um, living in such a hostile environment, basically, when I I didn't even go out. I stopped going out. The first time they made us go and wait outside in the cold to get into the grocery store, I. Started, I felt highly disrespected, and I said, I'm not going to go back to the grocery store. You know, I do have the luxury of being able to pay somebody to go and do it for me. Because, well, there's, <laughs> no, po- there's no point of us... No, there's no point of me and Chef Norman going together to the grocery store as much as we enjoy each other's company. You know, this if it- one of us has to do it, one of us is going to do it, basically. Yeah. So, um, the hostility, though. Basically, the the fear... It's not my fear. It's <clears> Everybody <throat> else's fear is creating this horrible polluted environment um polluted thought environment basically they're just pumping fear into everybody the media has always kind of been based on fear but like and some of the americans listening might not really they might not they might think i'm being a bit dramatic here but canada is, is insane it's insane i have friends who came from china and they said man it's worse here than it was in china Wow. You know, it, well, in China, you can go to an art gallery and you could use a public bathroom and all this stuff. I mean, there's chains on bathrooms in Canada. It's, it's, what? It's gross. It's disrespectful. It's anti-human. I mean, in my province of Ontario, there's over 2 million... Officially, that's what the government's saying. There's over 2 million workers that have been affected. There's not that many people in the freaking province. I think there's 14 million people. So out of that, not all of those 14 million are of working age or ability. So 2 million of the active workforce has been affected and that's that's to put it mildly I think the number is over 200,000 businesses are closed permanently at this point this is it's um to put to call it a um, call it a disgrace is to put it very mildly in my opinion they've, they've kind of destroyed the way of life in the whole country and destroyed the country in my opinion economically and wow you know, you know national you can't go to a park and you can't even snowmobile on a snowmobile trail, like this kind of stuff. I don't even do this kind of stuff, but the uh, the effects of cutting off all of humanity, basically all the all the human things, because going to Walmart is not human, in my opinion. This is not one of the things that makes life worth living. So you can still go to Walmart in Canada and you can still tweet on your, on your phone, but you can't do anything of value. You can't participate in anything cultural. You can't go outside without the threat of being charged or harassed by some weaponized civilian who thinks that, you know, the world is ending and, and we all need to yell at each other until it's better or something it's a toxic environment you're talking about toxic relationships this is a toxic relationship with society you know so i it stressed me out so much i had to go it wasn't the only reason i couldn't even get my wife in the country couldn't get wow. her she she failed twice to get in and this is horrible you know how are we supposed to be healthy everything that we just mentioned is basically like be positive be mindful, be conscious of what you're eating, make good choices, and have good relationships. And boom, bingo, you should be healthy until old age. And that has sort of been compromised at the very beginning. And none of this had anything to do with health, right? The the masks thing is questionable to start with. But further than that, there there's lots of legitimate reasons to not be able to wear a mask. Anxiety is one of them. And when you create this anxiety, you're creating a polluted mind basically yeah it, it, if you have a polluted mind you have polluted thoughts everything else down the line is bad You yeah, know, sure. you're drinking dirty water all day
1: uh, i have many more topics we have to get to it today next time but like <clears throat> water quality people you know a lot of people say oh we have really great water here i'm like i mean i've, I've tested at water in arkansas and texas and oklahoma and colorado um and, 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 almost every city, like when I worked, I worked for this water filtration company, um, for, for years. And what we would do is go to people's homes and test their tap water. And what I've seen is that their tap water has more chlorine than their swimming pool. And it's got all kinds of, of contaminants. Like it, it is so alarming. Um, what's in, what's in the water and people drink it every day. They bathe in it every day. Don't even think about it. I can't even drink the tap water. I, it tastes terrible. I, I won't drink it. Um, and people are, are, you know, they're not really hydrating if you're drinking tap water, in my opinion.
0: So. We don't talk enough about that. And this whole thing with your thoughts changing your mo- water molecules. I mean, you can also change your water molecules by drinking dirty water. Exactly. <laughs> we, we say in the health business, if you don't have a filter, you are the filter. And if you know what's in tap water, you don't want to be the filter for that. And if you've ever had like a, like a charcoal filter or a pool filter or an air filter in your house, or if you've ever seen the air filter in your car when it has to be changed and you've you got to smack it out and you're like, oh my gosh, that was pulled out of the air in my house? Really? <laughs> if you're drinking dirty water, that's what's, that's what's building up in your body. And that's going to be building up in all the cells, basically. are going to be dirty cells. If you have dirty thoughts on top of that, this is just an absolute recipe for disaster. And taking all this into consideration, this is literally how mindfulness, meditation, and fasting, those three things, are probably responsible for the most traumatic healings that I've ever seen and witnessed. And if you did just those things and did not supplement and didn't even change the way you eat, other than fasting, you probably feel a lot better, probably lose weight, probably lose acne, probably lose cysts, whatever. You know, whatever the, the main health problem is, it'll probably get better just by doing those three things. Totally. And the deep breathing, too. Again, as we we mentioned it, but it's worth doing And again, you, if yeah. you spend five minutes a day deep breathing, you probably change your life. you 100%. probably change your attitude, too. And you'll probably have learned a trick that's more valuable than a drug, that if you're stressed out, if you find yourself saying, screw that person, I can't believe they did
1: that to me, or how could they do that?
0: Stop and deep breathe, those thoughts tend to just disappear
1: (laughs) yeah i hundred percent agree with that
0: and you don't even need to you don't need like heavy analysis you don't need to see the psychotherapist and and talk about your mom and dad and whatever you literally just need deep breathe and most of it just goes right out the window
1: totally um you know exercise take some deep breathing barefoot walking and in the sun those are all free if you you know know what you're doing and you know you don't have to spend tons of money on anything. You can just do that and that will improve your health mentally and physically. So
0: Taylor, I want to invite you to come back and do a part two to this quite soon, if possible. And I want to, I want to set it up right now Okay. before. Well, actually I asked my audience, what do you think I should talk to Taylor about? And a lot of them said shedding. And I've never heard of shedding, and I don't want you to comment on it right now.
1: Oh, shedding. Oh, yeah. I'd love to talk about that, actually. I've got a really interesting story about that. My friend is a massage therapist. Massaged somebody right after they got a vaccine, and they had a reaction.
0: I believe you. And I want to hear more about it, but I I also want to go into detail on it. You said something interesting to me, and this is how I wanted to set it up. When you and I talked just very, very briefly before this. You said it's so controversial and we maybe want to leave it to the end because a lot of people, especially that you know, are very sensitive to the subject. And they're probably sensitive to the mask subject as well. And even me just saying, I don't wear masks, they're probably saying, is this guy serious? He doesn't care about any of us. He do. <laughs> you know, I get it. But on my end, it's so interesting to me because I don't know anybody who believes the government about anything. I don't hang out with anybody who believes the news about anything I don't have any friends who believe that vaccines are useful. I don't have any friends that think that wearing a mask is a useful strategy. So I'm a bit blind to it. You saying that just talking about it can kind of trigger people. <laughs> I, it's its so interesting to me. Yeah. And so I think that we should talk at length about that. And I hope that anybody listening who either thinks that we're crazy or thinks that we're insensitive. I, I mean, I hope the have gained a little bit of a new perspective on this from our perspective in the health business. If you literally just do these basic things, this is what we talk about day in and day out. If you just do these basic things, you're probably not going to have any health problems. Mm -hmm. And when it that's the same with when it comes to viruses, and if you do contract a virus or a bacteria, chances are it's going to go in and out of your body quite quickly. Chances are your body is going to be able to get over it quite quickly with no medicine just with these super simple, basic things. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who actually might believe that vaccine is a, is a good idea, but I would question its entire validity from the, from the start of it. A lot
1: of people are getting it um, for others. They don't want to infect others.
0: Which is insane to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get it. Um, under, I, I In my opinion, under no circumstances will I get that vaccine, to be honest. With the research I've done with the studies I've seen, with the stories I've heard of people's reactions. Um, some of them are a lot more severe than you would actually think. I had a friend of mine um, who was hospitalized for two weeks. So um, immediately after the vaccine, hospitalized for two weeks. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I've heard people swelling with inflammation, arthritis, back pain, um, just all kinds of things. But Every like,
0: day we're being sent pictures of people's skin falling off. That's exactly. the That's the only way I can describe it their skin's falling off. It's, it's crazy.
1: You know, it's I haven't heard that. Crazy. It makes sense to me. I mean, their bodies, I mean, the people eliminate through the skin. So, um, that's they're probably, a, their body's trying to trying to rid themselves of all those harmful chemicals. So, that's all I'm going to say on this podcast. <laughs> I yeah,
0: mean, I, th- I think we should set this up for a, a full-length thing, basically. Okay. And, um, actually, if you're free tomorrow, I'm free tomorrow at the same time.
1: Um, I'm not tomorrow.
0: Then it'll have to be sometime later this week, but I hope it's soon because this is fresh in our mind and actually a lot of people are asking about this.
1: Okay. Um, I would say earlier tomorrow, maybe like 4.30, I'd be I'd be available. Or
0: That's five. probably possible. That's probably possible.
1: Probably 5 o'clock I'll be available tomorrow at my time.
0: Let's talk tomorrow and let's try and get this done as soon as possible. And I hope this has kind of gotten people excited for it because once we've covered these basics, like, you know, just be mindful, breathe, eat. Correct me. Take your basic nutrients. And now we can kind of get into the more serious stuff.
1: I think. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't really care if I offend people. That's fine. Um, but there are people that need to hear this. And it's it, their life could literally depend on it. So I, I'm not afraid to, to speak my mind. Cool. I will not be silenced.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited for the part two. I'm excited for this. I appreciate this. This is a very comprehensive, like, literally, I hope nobody's listening. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it. A lot of people want the thing, right? They want us to tell them, no, you got to take this thing. You got to take this B-17. You got to take this herb. <laughs> that's, true. Gotta, that's, gotta, that's really they, good point. They want the drug, the, the the nutrient equivalent of the drug. The, they want the panacea, and it's just health doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right? Be positive. Take in good things in your body. Don't breathe in your own waste all the time. Drink clean water. Eat mindfully. Eat good food take good nutrients and then next we can talk about avoiding toxic chemicals in the form of poison needles
1: <laughs> love it thank you for um for asking me to be on here and um i'm looking forward to our, our you know our future shows together among other things
0: thank you so much taylor dr taylor mitchell thank you everybody for listening we'll see all of you soon
1: oh, good. bye
0: take care